Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a message from our current series, Practicing the Way, the Sabbath Practice. To watch any of our previous messages or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand. Enjoy. Well, today we are beginning a new series of messages uh, on some of the practices or the spiritual disciplines of being a Christ follower. And I want to encourage you to make the most out of this series. And the best way to make the most out of this series is to join one of our life groups. Now, life groups are small group gatherings of adults who get together to study God's word and learn more about it and ask questions and go deeper in their understanding of scripture and its application to our lives as followers of Jesus. And they also build connections and community and do life together. And so I would encourage you, go to our website, go to the ministries tab, and life groups are the first thing that will pop up there. You can find the life groups that are available right now. We encourage you to join them. But I would say this, sometimes people say, you know, Clark, I just can't find one that that fits my schedule. And that's okay. So this is what I would encourage you to do. Find at least one other follower of Jesus and say, can we do this together? Uh, Maybe you could do it virtually with one another, um, or you can do it in person, however you want to. Uh, Big picture about this study, all of the material is available to us online. So if you go to that Life Group page, you will find information on this series of studies that we're doing called Practicing the Way. You can log on to that, you can create your own account, and you can get access to all the teaching videos and to the participant material. That material is available to you for a download, but there's also a link where you can go ahead and purchase it at places that sell books. So we just want to encourage you because this is how we go deeper. You know, we, we believe that one of the best ways for us to grow in our faith is to do it in community with other followers of Jesus. Because we believe this. We believe that God doesn't want something from us. He wants something for us. And as we go deeper in scripture, we will find that. So that's why we want to encourage you to take full advantage of this. Now, this series is going to be divided into two parts, and I believe it's going to take us deeper in these two practices. The first practice, as you may have already figured out by the buffer video, is about Sabbath. So we'll do Sabbath for four weeks, and then we will do prayer for four weeks. So speaking of prayer, would you bow your heads? I'm just going to ask God to speak to us. Father, as we gather here today, Lord, open our hearts and our minds to hear from you. Let us hear what we need to hear. Let us receive it. Let us accept it. And let us be different because we heard this. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to date myself. Um, Those of you who are of a certain age... Remember a time in your life, in this country, when the cultural norm of the entire country recognized that this day of the week, Sunday, was considered to be the Sabbath. 
And uh, the Sabbath was a day when all work would cease, uh, as Scripture talks about. And in fact, I grew up in a, uh, uh, an area uh, where there were actual civil laws on the books that enforced the Sabbath practice of no work on Sunday. In fact, it was illegal in those parts of the country where I lived to open your business on Sunday. Now, think about that. Could you imagine a Sunday where the malls weren't open, where you couldn't run down to the grocery store to get another gallon of milk, where uh, the golf courses were empty, where your kids didn't have sports practices? And on and on it went. But that's, that's the way it was. And while it may seem to our thoughts today as incredibly inconvenient, maybe uh, boring, it also seems refreshing and relaxing uh, to have a day that is not filled with more demands on our schedule. Now, I, I, not only did I live through that, but I, I witnessed this in my own uh, family. You know, my, my father, if he was doing a project on Saturday and he did not complete it, he would not return to it until the following week. He would not work on that project on Saturday. Now, it was a little different for my grandparents because my grandparents were dairy farmers. They uh, milked uh, about 200 head of Holstein cows. And the reality is, uh, if you're a dairyman, those cows have to be milked twice a day. So I can remember this. Uh, now, can candidly, I was never uh, up at 4 a.m. Uh, when my grandfather went to milk the cows the first milking of the day. Um, but I can remember many Sunday afternoons when, when my family and all of our aunts and uncles and cousins would gather at my grandparents' house. We'd have a huge feast. And, and after that, like clockwork, my grandfather would uh, go to his bedroom and take a nap. And then after his nap, he would get up and he would ask all of our grandkids, let's go out to the pasture and round up the cows for the 4 p.m. milking. Now, he had to do that, obviously, to, to care for the cows, but he was still observing the Sabbath. So let's sort of dig into this. Now, the origins of the practice of Sabbath can all be traced back to creation. After six days of creating everything that's in the universe, we read these words. By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all of the work of creating that he had done. Now that's in the book of Genesis. So listen, I mean... God stopped working, and we read he blessed the seventh day, making it holy. To, to make something holy very simply means to, to set it apart, to make it unique from everything else. And to follow the example of God, then we need to understand that we can do the same thing. So after six days of working, to stop working on the seventh day is to make it different than the other days. Now, the seventh day is given the name Shabbat in Hebrew, which we translate as Sabbath. And it comes from a root word in Hebrew called Shin Bet Tav. And it means literally this, to cease, to end, to rest. 
Now we know that that word is invariably linked to the seventh day after the six days of creation that we read about in the Old Testament. Now, the first place that the word Sabbath actually shows up is in the, the book of Exodus. We see it there. And then a few chapters later, we see the Sabbath explained when God gives to us and gives specifically to Israel at that time, the Ten Commandments. The fourth commandment, you can read it in Exodus chapter 20, says this, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It's, it's interesting to note that this is the only commandment out of the ten that actually has something that can be put into a regular practice, something that we can do regularly. Now, I want to say something about all the Ten Commandments. It's very possible that you may look at them as a list of laws, a list of rules, a list of do's and don'ts. And maybe it's because seven of them start off with the phrase, you shall not. But I want to challenge you. Reflect on the Ten Commandments. And when you begin to reflect on the purpose of the Ten Commandments, you'll realize that God gave those to us because he wanted something for us, not from us. In fact, one of the commands tells us what God wants from us, excuse me, for us. Um, the fifth commandment, the fifth commandment says, honor your father and mother. But then the next phrase says this, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. The Ten Commandments were given to us to bless us, to bless our, us with long life. God gave us those commands because he wants that for us. And when we make our life decisions along that pattern, we will have the blessing of God in our lives. Now, unlike the other four uh, the, other, the Ten Commandments, the, the fourth one, as I said, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. It's something that we can do on a regular rhythm. God thought that keeping the Sabbath was so important for us that under the old covenant, he made it a command so that he wanted this rhythm of life, this practice to be life-giving for us. Now, very simply, uh, Sometimes in life, things can be life-draining. And uh, in the history of Judaism and even Christianity, we have seen people turn the, the practice of keeping the Sabbath not into life-giving, uh, but into uh, life-draining legalistic drudgery. And uh, we can see that. Uh, even today. So in, in Jewish law prohibits doing any form of work or delivered activity on the Sabbath with some exceptions, but any activities that contributed personal profit or gain are forbidden. In fact, Jewish rabbinical tradition lists 39 categories of acts for, 
forbidden, forbidden on the Sabbath. Now, I'm not going to mention them all, but I'll give you some general ideas. Anything to do with planting or harvesting is forbidden. Anything to do with cooking, anything to do with fabric or making clothing, anything to do with processing meat, anything to do with transporting an object, even down to the minutia, think this through, of writing two letters or erasing two letters. You can do one, just can't do two. Um, That's the kind of legalism that crept into Sabbath keeping. And Jesus addressed this. He addressed this in his day when when he was confronted by the Pharisees. So I want to read you this excerpt of what happened. One Sabbath day, Jesus was walking through some grain fields and his disciples began to break off the heads of grain to eat. They were hungry. But the Pharisees saw this and they said to Jesus, look, why are they breaking the law by harvesting grain on the Sabbath? Got to say, come on, right? But Jesus said to them, haven't you read in the scriptures what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God. This was during the days when Abathar was the high priest and He broke the law by eating the sacred loaves of bread that only the priests were allowed to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. And then Jesus said to the Pharisees, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. God gave us the Sabbath to bless us. Jesus affirms the Sabbath was made for us, but he also made clear that keeping the Sabbath is not supposed to be life-draining. In fact, in the history of Christianity, unfortunately, there have also been many life-draining discussions and arguments about how to observe the Sabbath. But, But Scripture reminds us that how we observe the Sabbath should not be divisive. In fact, in two different places... In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote these words. He said, don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for celebrating certain holy days or noon moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. Don't let anybody condemn you for how you practice the Sabbath. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day, do it to honor him. I think that gives some insight for those of us who may not be able to practice the Sabbath in the traditional day of the week of the Sabbath. But these verses to me are great reminders that it's, we're not supposed to return to the legalism of practicing the Sabbath that we saw in Jesus' day, but we're, we're not supposed to judge how other people observe the Sabbath. We, we can't mandate how people observe the Sabbath, but we need to recognize that God gave us the seventh day for our benefit and making time to stop, stop from our work and follow that rhythm that we see in Scripture will be a blessing for us. It will be a benefit for us. Now, I've said all this. Uh, let's look at why the practice of the, observing the, the Sabbath is important for us as followers of Jesus. The first thing I'm going to say I think is obvious, okay? We need to observe the, the Sabbath because God stopped and created a Sabbath. Remember what we read earlier 
On the seventh day, God had finished his work from what he was doing, so he rested from his work. He blessed the seventh day. He made it holy. He set it apart from all the others, and he rested from all of his creating. Now, think about this for a moment. The very fact that God stopped to rest is important for us to see. It's important for us to see, especially because we know that God is omnipotent, that God is all-powerful. And if you're omnipotent, you don't need to rest. In fact, we read in the book of Psalms that God neither slumbers nor sleeps. I don't know about you, but I need some sleep, okay? But God doesn't. So that's what that tells us, that, that God doesn't need to rest, but he modeled it for us. He has unlimited power and strength and energy. We read in the scripture that he stopped his work of creation. When God does something, we need to pay attention to it. And we need to ask, maybe there's a purpose in what God is doing for us. So when we see that God does something, we should stop and ask, what does that mean for me as a follower of Jesus. So why did God stop? God stopped to set up a model for his creation, for us, that we come to call the Sabbath. And think about it. As the creator, he created for six days. Not only did he create everything in the universe in those six days, but he actually gave us the concept of a seven-day week. It's right there in Scripture. But he did that. He didn't have to create a seven-day week. He could have created a six-day week, but he didn't. He did something entirely different by creating a seventh day from the rest of the days. He did something that he hadn't done the previous six days. He stopped working. If we paid attention to everything that he created, we should also pay attention to the fact that he stopped that he rested. It's important for us to recognize that. Now, I think it's interesting, too, to see that the word Sabbath doesn't appear in the book of Genesis. It's not until the next book in the Old Testament, the book of Exodus. And so there's really about 2,500 years, theologians say, between the creation and when the Ten Commandments were given. Uh, and uh, in the Ten Commandments, we see this, that God blesses stopping he blesses stopping. Let me go back and read the fourth commandment just to remind you. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them, but on, he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. This command to practice a, a weekly stoppage of work is given to bless us. Just as God modeled it at creation, the Sabbath is supposed to be a day unlike the other six days of the week. It's supposed to be a day when we stop from work. That means that stoppage is ordained by God and thus blessed by God. And God wants that day to be different than the other six days because he wants something for us. The basic definition of making something holy is to set it apart, to make it different. And that's what God did with the seventh day. 
God blessed that day because he wants us to have a day that is life-giving and not life-draining. Now, understand me, I'm not saying that the work that we do is not worthwhile and not meaningful. It, It is. But I think most of us would agree with that proverb. I think it's from the 1600s, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Or we could say all work and no play makes Jill a, no, uh, a dull girl. But, you know, you get the idea. I, I will tell you my own personal experience in my ministry work as a pastor is that I find it very worthwhile. I find it very meaningful. And after 37 years as a pastor, I still feel as called to be a pastor now as I did then. But... I've learned, (laughs) I've learned the hard ways that if I work seven days a week and don't stop it, it takes a toll on me. I'm not good for anything or anyone. I really don't become a very nice person. I get pretty grumpy. Um, And so except on the rare occasions, uh, I stop working one day a week, and it's usually on Fridays. Try to do something that's life-giving to me. Jesus understood this. That's why he said what he said about the Sabbath. That's why he also said this. He said, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, I know when Jesus said that, he was addressing a specific kind of work, the work that many people got caught up in, in trying to do work that they thought would get God's approval because they thought they had to work to get God's approval instead of receiving God's grace that he loves us just as we are. But Jesus was affirming the fact that God blesses the stopping of our labor. God also blesses this because he knows we have limitations. He knows that we need to stop working. We need to stop for several reasons. So let me, let me go through those. Stopping puts us right with God. It puts us in a right relationship with God. In the Psalms, we read this. God says, be still. And know that I am God. That entire psalm, if you read it, tells us that God is our refuge, that he's our protector. And when it concludes with that command to be still and know that God is our God, it's a command for us to put our trust in God. So whether we feel like we are working for a human boss or for something else, when we follow that command to stop working, that means we must Stop trusting in ourselves or the labor of our hands to provide for us and to take care of us. And we have to put our trust in God to be our provider. That's the right relationship that God wants us to have with him. Trust. Trust that he will take care of us, that he will provide for us. So when we observe the Sabbath, when we stop our working and our striving and doing whatever we do, we're saying, God, I trust you to be my provider. We're putting ourselves in the right relationship with God. When we also follow the Sabbath, that stopping honors God. 
You, we can't ignore the truth that when we follow God's instructions, it honors God. God commanded us to remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Make it different than the other six days. Five days you can work at your job. If whatever you've got to do around your house, you do it on the sixth day. And then on that seventh day, you relax. Now, I would say this to not be legalistic. If you have to work on Sundays, then another day of the week should be your Sabbath, your Sabbath time to take off from work. So when we follow God's instructions, we're being obedient and faithful to him. We're giving honor and glory to God, showing him that his word, his instructions are a priority in our lives. And we have to understand that if God tells us to stop something, he must have something for us. And he does. Think about this. When we stop from work, it cares for us and it cares for all of creation. A little quick survey. Anybody like Chick-fil-A? Go ahead and raise your hand. Don't be shy. Yeah. How many of you have had this experience? You're, you're driving somewhere and you're hungry and you think, oh man, I want to go stop at Chick-fil-A. I saw the sign coming. And so you get off the exit, you pull in and you look around, there's no cars. It's a Sunday, and Chick-fil-A is not open on Sunday. Did you know the founder, Truett Chadwick, uh, said that, Truett Cathy, excuse me, Truett Cathy said from the beginning when he started his first restaurant that he was going to set aside Sunday so that he and his employees could set aside one day of rest and worship. He was a follower of Jesus. And so today, if you go to the website of Chick-fil-A and, and on the walls of many of the restaurants, it will say something like this. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays to allow their team members to enjoy a day of rest, to be with their families and loved ones, and to worship if they choose. But you see, by, by closing their stores and not working on Sundays, Chick-fil-A is caring for their people. They're, they're modeling what... God set up the Sabbath to be all about, to care for his people. Remember what it said back in the fourth commandment. The second part of that command, it said, on that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your daughters, your sons, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. God was providing something not just for the people of Israel, I mean, more than likely, uh, their slaves could have been Israelites or they, they may, who were indebted to them, but they could have been foreigners. And they were basically saying, listen, you need to give your slaves rest. You need to give your children rest. You need to give any foreigners that are living in your community a day of rest. You even need to give your livestock a day of rest. He was caring for the entire creation with that command. When we observe the Sabbath, it's caring for the creation. And I've said it all along, and I'll just remind you, remember, God has given us the Sabbath because he wants something for us, not from us. Here's the, the last thing I would say about the importance of the Sabbath. Stopping restores our bodies, our minds, and our souls do a Google search 
on the benefits of taking a day off. And, and when you do that, you'll find results like this. Taking time off from work has immense benefits for both our physical and mental well-being. According to the American Psychological Association, extended time off can increase life satisfaction, improve mental well-being, reduce heart disease risks, and reduce anxiety and depression. If you're experiencing any of those symptoms, maybe you need to take seriously about observing the Sabbath. When God gave us this command, he didn't want us to have to do something. He wanted to bless us. He wanted to allow us a day when we could cease from work on a regular basis to restore our bodies and minds and souls. Andy Crouch is a Christian author. He's written many books like The Tech Wise Family. And in a podcast where he was sharing about the Sabbath practice that he and his family incorporate, he mentioned a story about his wife, Catherine. And uh, they both uh, attended an Ivy League school. And he said, you know, when Catherine was in school, she committed herself to observe the Sabbath, even in that pressure-filled, competitive, highly academic environment of an Ivy League school. So that meant she took every Sunday off from her student work, her studying. While, while all of the other students were cramming and, and basically making up for the time off that they had taken on Friday night through Saturday night, now they were cramming. But she took that day to observe a Sabbath. And she stopped all of her studying and her work. And not only did she excel as a student, but she was known on campus to be the happiest student around. And her husband said, I attribute that to her Sabbath practice. She practiced the Sabbath to restore her body, her mind, and her soul. Now, as I draw this message to a close, I want to say... One last time, that God gave us the Sabbath for our good so we could stop our work on a weekly rhythm to bless us. I'm, I'm going to invite the worship team to come up, but just a couple more things. During the next couple of weeks, I really want you to hang in there and, and go with us on this journey to learn more about the Sabbath practice I believe that God wants us to have a deeper understanding of what it's about. And I believe to get the most out of this, you're, you're going to have to study more. So I want to encourage you to do that. Again, in a life group or with somebody else, go to our website and get access to all of that material that I, I've told you about. And this is what I want to do. I want to give you a challenge between now and next week. Make a plan to stop working and, and practice some Sabbath rest. Now, don't be legalistic about it. Whether you, you stop for 24 hours or whether you stop just for a couple of hours, just stop. Yeah, and, and during that time, yes, yeah, spend some time praying to God, thanking him for Sabbath rest. Spend some time reading God's word, but, but do something that you enjoy. Have a feast with friends and family. Go outside and take a walk. Enjoy the fall colors. You know, take a nap. Spend some time with your kids and bless them. 
Invite everybody in your household to take some time off. I realize that this is going against the grain of uh, this crazy driven American culture that we live in. I can get caught out of it just like you and everybody else. But I believe God gave us this for a reason. Not to condemn us if we break the Sabbath, but rather to bless us because he knows that we need this and because he wants to be closer to us. So take that challenge. Try it this week. And I'd love to hear from you. Share with us how it goes. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you for the Sabbath. Thank you for modeling the Sabbath for us. Thank you for reaffirming it through your son, Jesus. Thank you for letting the apostle Paul teach us more about it. Thank you for the gift. Lord, I pray for each one of us that we could lean in and not away, that we can dive a little closer to you and learn from you and with one another. So Lord, I pray for each one of us that we would try practicing some Sabbath this week. And I pray that you would do far more than we could dare ask, imagine through that time. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.